right, Buzz Buzz Babies, we are back for another episode of Blake's Buzz, and this week I've got a fucking sci-fi genius in the house who's about to nerd out with us in the best way possible. Matt Mayer Lowry is here. We're going to talk about a new wave of crowdfunding from Zoop. We're going to talk about an awesome science fiction anthology that's currently being released called Thoughtscape Comics, and we're also going to talk about one of my new favorite comics by the name of life formed uh because it's just blowing my mind and it's full of emotion matt is a phenomenal writer and uh he seems to be a phenomenal human being i guess we're gonna find <laughs> out but no pressure right yeah. <laughs> matt thank you so much man how you doing yeah. this evening i'm great thanks for having me oh man i'm excited i've i've uh I really like your stuff, man. Uh, Thoughtscape, and and I'm not just saying that because you sent me a copy, you know. Like I <laughs> like I appreciate that, but uh, Thoughtscape is so good, and I'm very interested in uh, all these anthologies happening right now. Yeah. But the one difference, I guess, between yours is is you're utilizing different artists, which I also love because you've just got a powerhouse of art team yeah, in that sure. first issue. But you're doing all the writing. Um. Yep. So what's uh what's that like being being like uh you know involved in every story is it is it more pressure or do you like having that control um yeah i kind of got i i kind of ended up on this path because i like the control i suppose um and it was all these stories kind of came together independently but ended up having a lot of shared themes and then as they were being developed independently i realized that they had enough shared themes that they should probably just uh, share a collection, I guess, for um, lack of a better uh, way to put it, I suppose. And um, yeah, so it all just kind of came together really organically. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I guess I always wanted to be in an anthology, so I guess I made my own. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been a blast. And like you said, the art team, I guess the the art teams are uh, have been incredible. The artists have been incredible. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm still like uh, stunned when I look at some of this stuff that I'm getting to work with some of these folks who are just absolutely amazing. How did you narrow? The, like, did did you have auditions in a sense, or like? like a call for uh like you know or did you kind of know people already and and kind of pitch them and be like hey i'm writing this you want to draw it yeah it was mostly just pitching to folks like um i had because they did you know it sort of came out of me wanting to uh you know i'd done life formed at dark horse um and that was like uh, 2014 to 2017 is when we were working on that and so i kind of dove into comics at the graphic novel level in terms of writing rather than writing short stories which everybody of course recommends that you do to get your feet under you mm. um and so after i was done with life Form, not done with life form but after we'd done uh the first two volumes of life formed um and that's with uh cassie anderson who's amazing um on the art and uh i i basically was like decided i wanted to kind of crack the short story nut i tried doing some pitches for some series to uh some different editors and stuff and that hadn't panned out and so i basically was um thought uh i should probably like dial stuff real far back try to just do the short story thing um and see how that went and so i ended up um working with uh lisa nafziger and tyrell cannon on a couple short stories that ended up becoming part of life formed um and so those you know i met lisa through cassie they're uh, really great friends um 
and she Lisa had uh, from Michigan, I think, but had come out and tabled at Rose City one year with Cassie um, when Cassie and I had just started developing Lifeformed. And so um, I met Lisa there. I just found Tyrell's stuff online and like fell in love with it um, and hit him up and just, uh, you know, paid him to do the short story. And um it worked out really well and I really enjoyed working with him. So um, yeah, it's basically, and that's been the way with everything. I just found it, different stories for everybody, but mostly folks either that I met at cons like Dave, uh, Dave law and I, who does thoughtscape 2319 in thoughtscape comics. Um, we met uh, the first con I ever uh, did for life formed. And then we, a couple years later, we hung out after the con and um, got along well. And, uh, and he like looking at his art really made that story that I had been sort of developing for a couple of years, but not really knowing what it was really click into place. Um, and then Carl, uh, who does um, Dash Varick in uh, Thoughtscape, um, that was, I had found Carl's art right when I was like, this is like early pandemic days or first couple months of the pandemic. Um, you know, stuff was going, stuff was going off in Portland. The pandemic was going and I was having lots of thoughts and I was writing them down and I was watching, seeing Carl's art for the first time at the same time. And, um, I eventually was just like, could I just take these rants that I've got in my notes app and turn them into like a script? Mm -hmm. And maybe he could draw it because he, he's amazing and it looks like he can probably draw anything. And so I hit him up and he was game and which was good. Cause I, I don't know who else could have pulled that off. Um, yeah. So it's mostly been like pretty specific to the story um, and pretty much like me going out to folks and talking with them. So, yeah, well, whatever it, it's working, your, your form, your formulaic approach to modern intense sci-fi is, is solid, sir. Awesome. Like you're, you're on, you're on a very good, path when i read uh the orphan short and just yeah. now when i was just now falling into life formed the art styles are very similar so for a second i thought cassie was in thoughtscape and then i, I realized that it wasn't yeah it was a different artist but that's interesting that you met them together because they 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 ha they both have this similar um you know a, a cartoony style which uh it juxtaposes very well with the content that yeah. uh that you've laid out in both these narratives you know life formed is is very intense and it's this awesome alien invasion story and there's there's a lot of action and, and cassie's art does action really well uh you you people may not looking at a page of it you may yeah. not think that like she's gonna be like pull off these like rock star alien invasion action scenes but yes. she does yeah like 110 yeah. percent. and then in orphans it's just so creepy and weird and and the little the the twist at the end of like oh you're one of us and well yeah. like that last line like there was a fire yeah. I was like dude that gave me <laughs> like i was like it gave me like horror chills almost nice. in, in a sci-fi anthology yeah. so yeah it's the 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 pairing uh like again like kudos to you and your art team because everything that you are are producing like is beautiful um and it's 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 cerebral and i like that it's a lot of these ideas came from quarantine where we're all like dying for an escape because there is a there is a uh a vibe of like expansion right of like yeah. opening your mind to new possibilities and new ways of life where uh, we all craved that right we were yeah we were we were stuck in our rooms like 
buying stuff on Amazon, excited <laughs> for the Amazon delivery driver to like come to our house because we were yeah. like, this is social interaction, right? Like, totally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's how Blake's Buzz started. I started podcasting with friends and then kind of ended up doing my own thing. And but all that, nice. like, this all happened because of COVID. So, like, yeah. I hate I hate like congratulating that bastard of a disease, but like. <laughs> It, it kind of made my nerd life slightly cooler. My real yeah. life, I, I still, I am now a hermit and I hide in my house and just read books all the time. So it's ruined me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to go outside ever. I'll just order food, order groceries. Like you can just order everything. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll, I'll go outside eventually. Maybe, <laughs> you know, it's, it's I mean, either going to be that or my skin's going to go like clear. <laughs> like I'm already pasty white boy. I'm going to turn into Casper. I feel like. Right. Man, if I don't get still, some sun. Still safer inside than out probably at this point so it's uh, it, it, yeah. true yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep well and like i'm like i've been working from home right so like my driver's license expired my car tags expired <laughs> like all this shit yep. i didn't have to really worry about right and, and now like i'm like oh like i could i, I guess i got an uber and then you're like oh man uber's uber's more expensive than it used to be when oh, in really? my like yeah. I guess in my bar sense. drinking yeah. partying days when i would like use that to get home uh yeah it, it, that's gone up a few bucks but yeah so it's just it's just weird and uh i'm just uh i'm just glad that i somehow tricked all you people into thinking i'm cool enough to like put you on a podcast <laughs> and, no, I mean, and talk to you <laughs> i mean this is like to me this is what it's I, I don't know especially like you know i did the dark horse thing and like i so i did some i don't know what do you call it like more main i don't know mainstream press or whatever for lack of a better word but i don't know like i feel like talking to the people who actually have the passion for it is like I don't know. That's the comics I like is people who are making it because they care so yeah. much and talking to people who love it um, uh, and have the passion for it. I mean, that's the, I don't know. To me, that's the real cool part. I just got an email from somebody who uh, looked like maybe they don't do, don't look too much online or like follow me online or anything. Just sent me an email about life formed asking if there was going to be more of it. Cause she had the first two volumes and hadn't seen anything for a while. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know the passion to like reach out to creators and actually like inquire about the stories that they uh that they write because uh, they're hard to do and we love them uh and probably don't get enough uh you know whatever interaction about them especially yeah. these days without many cons and stuff um no it's super great so i'm uh it's i'm i'm glad for all you folks who just put the time in because you love it it's pretty great well, it's cool. I, I feel the same thing about you guys. That's one of my favorite, uh, you know, like when I started, I, I, I read indie stuff, but you know, like I was, I love my X-Men and, and my, totally. you know, like Marvel and DC, like I love it, but indie comics are special, but Kickstarter comics are another side of special. Cause like you guys are hungry. You're out there, you know, you're, you're fighting your own battles. You're putting the, you're, you're doing your own promo. You're, you're doing everything. And, and you yeah. know, and a lot of times you're even like, bagging and boarding these comics individually while you're watching shows on tv and taping up these mailers and like going to the post yeah. office and so to i like the freedom that um that kickstarter and, and crowdfunders you know provide uh but you know like it, it puts a lot of pressure on you all but you also get to tell the stories you want to tell yeah uh, and and then you know as we've seen in the last couple months like everybody's like sitting pretty and it's comfy and it's warm and it's cozy and everybody's like hanging out and in the kickstarter jacuzzi and then they're like they're like oh hey guess what everybody like we're doing this for you we're switching to 
crypto and 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 blockchain and and all this weirdness and i saw a i saw a lot of people like uh getting ready to jump ship and and a lot of stressing and uh coming uh back to thoughtscape comics like you are you had a plan for uh, initially for thoughtscape you were going to drop the next three issues on kickstarter you were going to do a bigger campaign and and kind of extend it and you you rethought all that and you've now moved to a campaign on zoop um which is a which is a new uh they seem to be good people it's it's a it's a smaller smaller company um how's that like uh, are are you as someone who's done kickstarter and has now moved to a different uh a a different like source of crowdfunding like what how's that feel or or do you feel good about it yeah i mean i feel like the the kickstarter thing was basically like thoughtscape is a lot about the evils of capitalism and i guess especially sort of like a sort of a uh, real disgusting sort of capitalism where we'll just take every last, you know, um, every last thing we can monetize and corrupt and do so. Um, and so especially for this project, it just felt like I, it felt weird. It felt like it would not be right to like just continue down this path where the blockchain stuff and the crypto stuff, like I know artists who have been negatively impacted by NFT stuff. I know, um, you know, you've got the, all the environmental concerns around and everything. So I just didn't feel comfortable with that. And um, and I saw, I was super impressed with the way Zoop was sort of jumping into things when that happened, as you said, when everybody was sort of in a panic mode. Um, they were really out there talking about what they could offer, figuring out and being pretty transparent about what they could do. Um, and so I met with them and with Eric from Zoop and uh, that felt pretty good to me. I'm pretty comfortable. Like I have been in the, not, yeah, I guess it all makes sense, but I've been in tech doing uh, user interface design um, for 20 years. So I've been in the startup realm a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Zoop is pretty much in that sort of startup mode. And so like, I, I don't know. I'm pretty comfortable with risk. I'm pretty comfortable with uh, failing and figuring out what went wrong and retooling and getting back up on your feet and going. So um, I figured it uh, it was worth giving it a go. I had, like you said, I've been I'd been working most of last year getting everything ready for launching all three of the next issues on Kickstarter. So I had most of my stuff ready to roll, um, and they were ready to try to turn it around pretty quick and have me be part of like the first wave of uh, creators that took on. So Zoop historically had done um, campaigns where they did the campaign for the creator. So the creator was just in charge of producing the material. And then Zoop would uh, take a little bit larger fee um, to basically be out there handling everything from marketing to fulfillment. And so what they did when, um, after the Kickstarter thing happened and the, like the service I'm on is, is basically like a self-service thing where they'll, you do the campaign, but you get to still take care of all the, you know, I guess it's, some people would say get to take care of it. Some people would say have to take care of it. I like to, do, <laughs> I like to do the production work. So, um, and one of the things I really love with Thoughtscape was I had some real specific wants for the physical product. Um, 
And so I wanted to make sure I could still do that. So they were fine with that. Um, and yeah, they've just been like super, uh, super good to communicate with more responsive than any publisher I've ever worked with um, to communications and stuff. And, um, you know, I, like, I just, I respected how they were really like way more responsive, especially than Kickstarter to people's concerns. Um, and, you know, a comic centric crowdfunding platform just as versus just a generic one. Like, even if it takes, even if Thoughtscape doesn't make it, even if it takes a while to build up, like, you know, Kickstarter's got the sort of like Netflix style lead on everybody, right? So, like, it's going to take time uh, to make it into something that's as robust as that. But um, it seems like it's worth a try. And it seems like the spirit of it's really correct. Um, in terms of Zoop's approach to uh, just the entire shebang. So yeah, um, it's been good. And I mean, it's definitely, you know, the numbers are not what they are on Kickstarter on any of the campaigns you see on Zoop. It's, mm -hmm. like, it's, uh, but I think you got to think about it like building from the ground up, right? And like, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a different thing, but um, the books all look great. Um, I'm up there with a bunch of really cool creators, um, both on the more indie side and then like Tim Seeley's bringing a project there now. Um, and uh, Nick Patara um, has a I'm super killer looking for that. Book. Yeah, oh my that, God, that, that axe handler. I was book, like... <laughs> when that showed up in my time, I've been a fan of his art for, I want to say like he did some stuff with um, Hickman on like a future foundation thing, like ages ago um, when Hickman was doing the fantastic four. But anyway, I at some point I came across his stuff and I've been a huge fan um, ever since I saw the first stuff. And when I saw that come through, I was like, I'm more excited about that than my comic. Like this is, uh, <laughs> that looks amazing. Um, so yeah, I, you know, like there's, uh, and more and more campaigns every day, um, coming online. So yeah, it's, uh, I think it's good. And, um, you know, any, I would say any comics business where, you know, you send an email and you get an email back the same day. Um, <laughs> you really, you really got to check those guys out and, uh, and give them the benefit of the doubt. So yeah, I, I don't even do that. Like <laughs> when people email me about interviews and review copies, like depending on like I'll look at the email usually the same day, but depending on the day I'm having, I'm like, you know, I, I day job it up too. You know, yeah. it's like I'm I'm day jobbing and uh and and I would love to help everyone out, but like I I fall behind too. You know, but oh, yeah, totally. anyways, yeah. like I'm, I'm I this is my first like. No, I haven't even been doing this a year yet. And I have now, like, when I hear creators talk about, like, oh, my God, all these emails. Like, holy shit, all these emails. And and it's like, I'm not even trying to publish my own book. It's just people wanting to come on the podcast. People wanting yeah. to send me stuff to review. And and it's like, it gets really, like, intimidating sometimes. And sometimes I'll just, like, turn my phone face down and I'll just be like, let's just... <laughs> Let's just not worry about this yeah, right now. Oh, you know, it just gets kind yeah. of intense sometimes. So yeah, but yeah, oh, sure. for for a for a, a publishing outlet to for same day response, that's huge. Like yeah, yeah. Also, don't hate me, people that have sent me emails that I haven't responded to. Well, you're well, I mean, you're uh, you're doing this all on your own dime, right? So it's like you're not. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's um. No, I've like I I've been uh like self-employed for 16 years or so. So like I I'm just. 
I, especially comics wise, I always, I sort of forget every time I do a new thing and I'm like uh, approaching it mostly with a business mindset. It's always good to, you know, people taking a day is just fine. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've got some, uh, I guess, what'd you call it? I'm a little needy on the comms front, um, but uh, it's, a, it's a lot from not hearing back for uh, weeks and months on end. So yeah, yeah that, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. different. Especially yeah. if you like have a book coming out with somebody or like, like, you know, yeah, like, I, yeah. oh, I would, I would be, I would be so annoying. Like, yeah. I would be, I would, I would be on, I would be on the social medias, like, watch me burn this bridge, audience. And then, yes. yeah, it's tempting, <laughs> it's tempting sometimes, but yes. Um, so that's, that's cool. That's exciting. Uh, first of all, I just like, I like saying Zoop. I think it's a fun word. Yes. It's a fun title. They seem like cool people. Uh, I really liked how, um, uh, just like their social media presence, like when, when all the news started happening they were yeah. like they were like this kid in the back of the classroom they were like hi guys like uh no no pressure but we're here and yeah and and like come say hi to us and i don't know you know they 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 could have like demonized kickstarter and been like oh. you know do you want to ruin the planet or do you want to publish a comic zoop.com you know right. like they, they right. weren't like yeah, that totally. they, yeah. they were just really cool and um, and some of the, some stuff that like, uh, hasn't, uh, that didn't make it on Kickstarter. I'm seeing other people try again on Zoop. Yep. Uh, I just hope, cause you know, I still run into a lot of people, whereas as many people that uh, my following's getting bigger, my audience is growing and I still have a lot of like nerd friends who are like, man, I just don't, I just don't know about crowdfunding, you know, like I want to go to a comic book shop and buy my comics and I'm like, yeah. okay, well you're, you're dumb, but you know, whatever, like don't, <laughs> don't explore this awesome realm of indie comics. That's like unique and, and it's like, there's so much cool stuff out there. And, uh, and that's, that's my fear. And, and I kind of thought about that, like with, with your campaign too, because you know, you have a lot of people behind you. Uh, like you have, you have great pull quotes from a lot of talented comic yeah. pros and like, uh, you know, people, people seem to really believe in your project as they should. Cause it's awesome. Uh, but, but even then, like you are, you now have this like kind of hurdle to overcome of like this whole new crowdfunding outlet. Um, and, and, and I, I mean, I, th I think you're going to do okay. I, 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 like you said, it's, it's moving a little slower yeah. than, than the last one did, but, uh, I, I mean, I, th I think the work speaks for itself and, and I hope, you know, I, I hope, I know you're going on Kevin's show, uh, Kevin and Will's show this weekend yeah, or next yeah. weekend, right? Yeah. Like yep. we're on the same podcast network now. I get to oh, say, okay, cool. I get to say cool shit like that now because I'm on <laughs> nice. a podcast network. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, they're awesome and he is, I, I know, I know I'm one of them. Like I love tuning into his show and I make fun of him or I, don't, I give him shit. Cause I, it yeah. costs me money every Friday. I'm like, Oh, I love watching <laughs> your show. And then, and then you guys make me spend all this extra money. And it, it really does. Like even a couple weeks ago, uh, the, I had already, I had backed all the Kickstarters and I was like, Oh cool. Like I can't spend any money. I already have everything backed. And, uh, the people doing uh, lady mayhem, like they're like, Oh, oh my friend yeah. has this comic. And I went, to their friend's website and ordered all his comics and i was like i was like damn it i just can't escape it uh but it, they're they're awesome people and they have a good following and i think they're about to start like doing their live stream and then releasing it as a podcast so more people can oh, listen okay. to it nice. so yeah you, like you're you know you're uh i i think you know you're being on their show is going to be good uh i i mean i'll I, hopefully i'll get you like five backers but i don't know i don't i don't know what yeah. i don't I don't know what my like book moving analytics are but you know like 
I just I just really hope hey I just want the book like I want it yeah. to succeed because I want the second issue and I want more issues of it but it it's a weird thing to me because like I said anthologies are hot right now and this is a very smart very beautiful very polished it's structured incredibly well just like the the title page the uh, the table of contents the the fault the, the fake advertisements you put in it and stuff like it, it's really cool uh, and, nice. and well laid out and you could just t- you know it, it doesn't it doesn't really feel like a crowdfunded comic it feels like something you would pick up from image or I get re- I really does and cool. so it's like why is it that there's so many these are great great projects and you have great creators and the art is better than a lot of art in mainstream indie books. Like what the hell is wrong with this world that you like, why are, I mean, do you have an answer to it? Like, especially cause you've done work with dark horse before. Yeah. So like you've been in the kind of mainstream indie scene and like, but you're having to use these, these other ways to put your books out now. Yeah. I don't, you know, like, I think it's like any kind of creative thing when it hits the business like track, like a lot of it is just, there's a lot of like chance and luck. And, um, and when I say that, I, I do not mean it in any way to devalue anything that's out there. Like it's, um, it's super hard to make comics and some stuff comes together and some stuff doesn't, you know, like I, uh, it's like Lifeform, for example, we uh, we connected to Dark Horse through the guys that run my local comic shop who I could have very well never had that book get into Dark Horse's hands because I wasn't going to do anything with it. I just um, I was approaching 40 and. I wanted to like try to do this thing that I'd always loved um, or I'd, you know, I'd always loved comics. I'd always kind of written, but never really gone for it. So I was like, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. Um, but I, you know, I gave our book or I gave the first, what, if, what kind of became the first chapter um, to the guys at my shop. And I was just like, do I, am I good at this? <laughs> like, is this good at all? Um, just for straight up feedback. And, uh, and they like, I walked into the shop a couple of days later after I'd emailed it to, to them. And, um, and, you know, the guy that I just talked to X talked with about, you know, X-Men and everything every Wednesday, just like high five me. And was like, that was, a, that's a fantastic first issue. He's like, and can I send it to my people or people I know at Dark Horse? It's like, um, sure. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. And they, I didn't even know like that both uh, the guys that kind of run that place had, had worked at Dark Horse uh, pre- previously. So, um, so even that's like, that was just luck, right? Like I could have not done that um, and not hit those guys up and uh, we would have been nowhere. So I think there's just so many factors um, you can never know. And you just have to be like, I mean, you see the guys that get their stuff out, like they're just dogged, right? Like they, you got to not quit, but even if you don't not quit, you may not ever get anywhere and everybody's path to success is super different. So um, I think anytime those, you know, good creative content lines up with it actually hitting uh, and hitting some kind of like uh, audience in, in a way that matters, um, 
it's even though it happens a lot, it's because there's just so much stuff out there and you never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess the short answer is I don't have an answer for what. <laughs> uh, but yes, if uh, if anybody has the answer, let me know what it is. Uh, <laughs> and of course, if anybody wants to just drop bags of money in my lap to make Thoughtscape, um, we can do that as well. So, <laughs> yes, I did see on Zoop you there are a lot of people that like just gave you a buck like there's like yeah. a few hundred people that I, I and that i mean that adds up uh uh and and i think you know for for people listening uh you know there's the digital the digital comic is is fairly priced it's it's a bigger they're bigger issues you get a lot of pages i would really advise getting the physical copy because they're beautiful they're perfect mound they're uh the the pages feel good the ink the inking and coloring all looks great the art pops like it's it's a it's a good it's a nice comic package uh and as we mentioned as i've tweet i've been tweeting and, and you mentioned online too you are you have some extra copies of life formed uh, volume one and two that, yes. that can be added on and uh i got might as well segue into that because i don't sure. know i'm th- i'm 36 years old right and okay. i've been i've been doing blake's buzz for less than a year and i've been reviewing comics like intensely for you know about seven months or so now uh i guess i can call myself a comic reviewer or comic right. journalist right <laughs> Uh, and uh, you know, like I, uh, I, 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 am, I, I connect with literature easy, right? Like I, it's, I'm not like, I'm not that, that slab of granite, right. That is impossible to move and make feel like I have a, you know, I'm an emotional guy and it seems like in these adult comics, like I, I connect with the characters, but I've, I've experienced like wild gut-wrenching emotions in all ages comics yeah and that and you and i noticed life life formed is considered all ages yeah uh and and it's like you if it pretty much if it says all ages it means blake's gonna cry like i feel <laughs> like that's uh i just i read uh i read goblin you know that was one mm-hmm. of my top comics of, of 2021 and like oh man that made that got that got me like bambi as a kid like it just yeah. like it, it hit me really hard in the feels and, and every page I was scared they were going to kill that dog. And I was like, I can't take it. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I read, um, uh, Maggie Takuda Hall and Lisa Sturley. They did squad that werewolf, uh, original oh, graphic okay. novel. Yeah. Yeah. I've and it, it. it was, it's great. It, it, so that also didn't feel all ages really. That felt like a mixture of like, uh, scream and jawbreaker. And I know what you did last summer and like okay. all these, like, kind of raunchy horror like i guess young adult movies sort of like uh but it, it, it had a really great vibe and and it too had a had a really solid like uh you know learning to be comfortable with yourself and learning to be comfortable with other people and reminders that like you know it's when you connect with your parents in different ways and they're they're not like these annoying strangers that we want them to be something so you know it's it, it, like that got me real hard in the feels and yeah. then and and life formed has gotten me several times uh again like the way you structure your narratives i'm like obscenely jealous of like so <laughs> i i was i was in an mfa program i was writing short okay. stories and, and poetry and stuff and um so like i i understand like story mechanics and i i and you know like i haven't had luck in in the publishing field yet but i also i need to try harder because you got to like write and send stuff out and not not about (laughs) it all the time and i'm really good at the pouting about it part but not the like content creation part anyway um 
but the, the so the way you structure your narratives and the, the idea <laughs> which i guess we can we can talk about because scout re-released yeah. the first issue and so you know like uh it, it's cleo and alex and, and alex is cleo's dad and there's this it starts off like really comfortable family oriented um I didn't read the solicit. I just got a review <laughs> okay. email from Scout. Yeah. So I, I'm reading this thing blind, right? And it's it's got cutesy, uh, cutesy animation uh, or not uh, art, and, and yeah. it's it's very pretty. Like I don't mean cutesy as like a demeaning yeah. term, but it's 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 bright and fun and comfortable, and and then it ends up with this father being murdered in front of his child and there, while this alien invasion's going on and then this alien like touches him and and turns like absorbs dna and memory and kind of becomes him but not and they have this like post apocalyptic adventure uh which and and their their as their relationship like uh intensifies and and becomes more organic uh it, it's just really intriguing uh how she deals with grief even though like she knows her dad's dead but he's also not because he's like in front of her and like that confusion uh yeah. just like the layers of this narrative are so like intense and gratifying to read it's it's, it's crazy it, that, that's why genre stuff like young adult and all ages like i kind of hate it sometimes because it <laughs> i feel like sometimes it limits your audience where like yeah. someone like me may not read a young adult book even though it's really good right and it and it reads like any other comic um but so like are how like how did are are you a dad like do you do you have kids yeah okay yeah okay so so you kind of that's why that relationship feels so real okay yeah yeah i mean i like when i it's it's been a while since i started so i I kind of started writing it probably around 2010. So my kids were younger. Um, so I was projecting forward a little bit, uh, but they were also pretty, uh, what are you, uh, you know, um, wise, beyond, smart beyond their years and uh, also surly beyond their years and that kind of <laughs> stuff. So um, it was easy to project forward. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, a lot of that was like, it was sort of a, like my, when I used to talk about it, it was sort of like that sometimes, you know, being a dad made me feel like kind of like an alien and that, that sort of <laughs> made it. And my, and also my kids sort of felt like an alien at, you know, at some points um, to me. So it was, uh, it was like kind of, you know, grappling with that a little bit. We had some like, you know, uh, loss around that time that the grief, like, it kind of took the grief took on a, a turn because it, it kind of happened while I was working on that. Um, and yeah, so it was just um, like a lot of things coming together, but, uh, but the relationship was, the relationship was like the easiest part. Like I could mm-hmm. like, you know, especially in that first book, like the easiest thing for me to do, especially since that was my first real writing project that had any length to it and all that stuff. And it had a lot to like figuring out the plot and everything was like way harder than it was just writing scenes between the two of them. Um, Mm. That came real naturally. So um, yeah, it's uh, definitely comes out of that experience. And also what, you know, I guess to your point about the genre stuff or labeling stuff, YA and everything, it's like when I grew up, like the stuff I loved was like reading an X-Men comic and, like feeling like it was kind of making me an adult but kind of not and but showing me some insight into what it might be like especially like to be a teenager or something you know like when you're reading x-men or 10 you're like and you pick up you know issue 200 and whatever it's like i don't know what's happening in this but it looks amazing <laughs> and it may it's like a insight into a world that um 
is like coming at you, but you're not quite in it. Um, and so I think that I wanted to do something like that, that didn't, um, like, I guess, talk down to anybody for lack of a better word. Like I want, I wanted something I could read with my kids and they would, um, like we would both get something out of it. And mm -hmm. that, so that was sort of my, uh, my goal. And, um, it, uh, yeah. So it was, that is, that is what it became. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's really relationship oriented and the, uh, post-apocalypse alienness is sort of the trappings of it. Um, uh, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, like I miss writing Cleo and Alex and Aisha from, uh, who shows up a lot in the second volume, uh, time. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I hope that we can eventually get back to them. Uh, cause I've, you know, I've got, I've had for a couple of years now, the third and fourth volumes pretty much ready to go. So, uh, oh, shit. Could, I was well, going to ask you, <laughs> not in terms of art, they're written. Um, yeah. and, uh, or at least, you know, probably now I would go back and tweak some stuff cause it's been a while, but, um, and I like to fiddle around with things, but, uh, they're, um, yeah, I, like, I know how, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I have, if I had, again, if I had the bag, the, uh, the bag of money, I could be making life for him <laughs> for a long time. I got, you know, I had multiple phases of, I, I, I had, you know, the MCU of phases thing going on for life form. So <laughs> there's plenty to plenty to go if we can, if we're ever so lucky to get back to it. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's so fun to read and, and I love Cassie's art and these, the, the characters again, like, there's just, um, I mean, like it, they're so universal and, and that the, the like struggle with like loneliness and, and coming of age. And then also of like, yeah, you know, she, she's like, she's this little kid and, and she's like stealing grenades and like planting yeah. bombs and like, just to, to like, you know, th throw like such a like youthful, fun character into that kind of circumstance. I also really like your aliens. I think the aliens are really intriguing. Oh, cool. Like yeah. the faceless blocks, the big walkers, the 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 mom, the breeding organic breeding machine oh, that, yes. that we get yeah. in volume. Like man, yeah. that's that. And and I love that the Cleo's connection with that weird character and those scenes are so like, they're fucking beautiful, man. Like cool. they're, Thanks. they're so like full of heart and interesting. And, and I, you know, I, the, you have such a gift with science fiction and, and you can do, you can do so much with it as you're showing us in this new anthology and life formed. And like, I really, I, I really hope that like we get more, like I want these campaigns to get funded. Uh, and, and I, I really hope you sell out of those life formed, uh, volumes, like, cause the, I want more people to read this. And I know it was interesting. Cause I mentioned, um, I didn't know if like, cause when I, when I tweeted you and asked if I could like post those volumes, yeah. cause I didn't know dark horse put them out previously. And yep. I didn't, I didn't want to like, tweet out to a bunch of people like hey you can buy these and not get the new re-release from scout you know like right, i don't want right, to like right. i don't want to like cock block your your new campaign right? <laughs> right right um but i i also was like after that first issue and 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 that was like one of those scout like rocket ship things right they put out yeah, the one shot yeah. and then they put out the volume uh which is cool they've been there that's like you know a little thing they're doing and um, but yeah, I, I, I was just like, I just, I needed it like ASAP. And when I saw the two volumes, I was like, well, I was like, first of all, I almost got mad at scout. I was like, uh, did you guys forget to send your reviewer? Like right, these, the two, right thing. these yeah. two original graphic novels. <laughs> yeah. And then you told me like they were released previously. Um, 
so like how did they just did did you approach them did they approach you like how how did that relationship happen yeah with scout in particular yeah Yeah. um yeah like so we did the first we did the dark horse releases and so that was 2017 and 2019 and then after the second one came out um dark horse didn't wasn't interested in doing more and so uh you know like with with most indie stuff now and you should always have control of your rights um and so we basically um you know worked on making sure that was all lined up and then um and then i shopped it around and scout ended up seem like being the most enthusiastic about it um and they were so when i'm trying to think when this was year and a half ago probably i guess um yeah so they they really dug it and wanted to um do i think what's a pretty standard scout thing i don't think i'm speaking out of school like they they rep the book uh as like a multimedia property potentially and then uh under one contract and then they um also like you know publish the book so mm. so yeah we did it as whatever that um I can't, is it rocket ship? Yeah. Some, whatever the thing is where they do the first issue as like a teaser and then they do the full graphic novel. So, um, yeah, it was basically just me reaching out to them. They liked it. Um, and you know, we were, we're pretty much all ready to go, right? Like it already been published once. So it's, um, we just, uh, yeah, made sure we had all our ducks in a row and, um, we're good to go. So Cassie did new covers, um, or did a new cover for the first mm-hmm. issue that isn't a, a dark horse piece. And, and we're adding um, there will be like some additional stuff in the uh, in the scout versions of some new pages um, and uh, a little little connective tissue stuff that was uh, fun to throw in. And nice. um, and then I packed, you know, as much as I can. Uh, we we did pretty a pretty good job of t- like holding our uh holding on to all our process work and everything so we've got the back of the first volume um i did quite a few pages worth of you know sketches and what script to script to final page kind of progress stuff um yeah so i think it's i think it'll be a good package and worth it um even if you've happened to have the first volumes but you know the uh indie comics print runs are not super huge so um yeah. while there are definitely copies of life formed out there to be had um yeah you'll be uh, picking up this printing will probably be a little bit easier eventually so um when it finally hits yeah i pre so, i pre-ordered it i think it's it's nice. set for like mid-january or mid-february i think okay like the next couple weeks but i mean it's so scout scout in particularly has has suffered from uh supply chain paper shortage issues more so than other publishers i feel like uh scout stuff's been kind of all over and 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 it's i love scout and and i um it's funny that you are doing a book with them too because so many interviews i've done like i i'm not i wish i was affiliated with scout but i'm not you know like but yeah but i i i interview so many like scout creatives um and so like i was again like super stoked to have you on for that reason too um because i i like i said i read that blind i just was going through review emails and and i was like this looks kind of cool and you again like you were tweeting about it and mm-hmm. um so some of your like comic pro friends like were like oh like and so it was just like all over my timeline and i was like i guess i gotta read this and then i read it and i was, I was just like whoa like <laughs> just that 
that hit, you know, like that, yeah. that hit at the end of the first issue. Now that, that didn't come out as single issues, right? Dark Horse released it as original graphic novels. Yeah. They we hit, no, okay. they were, it was a great, it was graphic novels. We had just happened to, um, like break actually in the graphic novels, break the stories up into chapters that were roughly issue length. And so mm -hmm. the first ones, uh, Scout was totally fine doing, I think like, so that first single issue from Scout is like 36 or 38 pages. I can't remember which, um, and which they were totally cool with, with which is just the first chapter of the graphic novel pretty much. Um, yeah, I always it was pretty cool to get actually just have the first issue because I was like, this is like my first floppy comic I've ever produced. You oh, know, cool. So, which is it's cool to see it on, you know, like graphic novels are awesome. I love them. Uh, but like seeing your floppy on the stand one week with just everybody else's stuff, like it's just a yeah, like, I bet world that's comic. Yeah, for somebody <laughs> like, you know, like I was going into direct market shops when I was 10 and what, maybe not 11 in 1985 or whatever, you know, like, uh, so and seeing all that stuff. So I've been doing it a long time. So to see that up there, uh, your own book um, next to, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what, but anything cool, um, <laughs> anything up there, like just being a part of that process is pretty cool. So I bet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, no, I love that book. I love the, the you're talking about the uh, organic mother breeder character in the second issue. Um, that's, you know, like, I don't know, a lot of the even that was just pulled from my I, I run through our neighborhood and there was uh, a big field like that out behind the sewage treatment plant that I would run by. And I would always run by this drainage field. And it was like, so weird. And like, otherworldly because nobody was ever out there and there's just these giant pools of liquid and it <laughs> kind of smelled bad but was fascinating and um so i'm sure cassie thought i was great like one time we like when she lived in portland we would get coffee pretty frequently and talk through stuff and one time i was like i gotta just drive you out there so you can just get the vibe of it and so like we drove we parked and like walked in and like walk around this sewage treatment drainage field she probably thought i was insane but um she's like, she's like am i gonna make it out right, of this? yeah luckily we'd known each other for quite a while <laughs> um but uh yeah so um and which and then she just you know totally nails it in the art right like it's the vibe that she gets there is like that's what it's like to be there and yeah it's just like what if there was what if cleo was here and then yeah so it just um kind of came out of that so it's uh i don't know it's, it feels like pretty the personal stuff seems to infuse pretty easy into everything which is um which is makes it makes that part um i guess fun and pretty cathartic to get through you know so well, I've, I feel like you kind of got the, the same thing going with uh, with Thoughtscape. It, it feels like, like you said, you you your your like your pandemic infused rants were turned yes. into a, <laughs> uh, turned into a comic, and um, oh, just I, I really like the the actual Thoughtscape, the the ongoing element that mm -hmm. you're, that you're going to keep adding to uh, that that whole deal of like you know memory harvesting and uh and I'm, I'm also a big fan of like anybody who like does weird shit with religion because i was raised catholic okay and, oh, and me so too. it's like yep. <laughs> so yeah and it's like you know I, i'm not i don't believe in anything anymore i don't think but like it's i love like like uh religious horror and like culty stuff and i'm just like i love i love all that weirdness and because people it, it like i don't know it, it it's almost like a 
it seems like a drug for some people, you know, like they're, they, they need it. And it's like infused with their persona. It's in their blood. Right. And they, and then like, you think about mass and it's like, you're, you're talking about like eating the body and blood of like this person. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and like, when you, when you like think about that, like, out, like from an outside perspective, when you're, when it's not like, you know, like they, they raise you from like a little yeah. nugget to like think that it's normal. <laughs> but then like, yeah. when you like take a step outside and you're like, First of all, any anyone that tells you like don't ask too many questions, like that's a yeah. huge red flag. Yep. Like, why didn't I think about this earlier in my life? Anyway, yep. um, so I I love the inclusion of like when they stumble across that like that space church and there's this like dead frozen priest floating in the like, and I'm just like. I don't know. Like I, I, your comics feel like they were just written for me. Like you, Us. like, like we did an interview in another life and you were just like, <laughs> I'm going to write stories Blake likes. Cause that's, I just, I, I, it's so easy to connect with. And, and I, I, again, like, I think that it's not just me. I know it's not just me, but they're like, you, more people need to experience your narratives. And so that's again, why I'm really, I want more people to read Thoughtscape. And uh, you know, like I was so happy when you let me review it and, and showed me, you know, sent me a copy and I just, it just made me feel special, but also like I'm a sci-fi nerd and it's like, a, you're just good at, it. you're really good at it, man. Like, Thanks, and, man. It, and you, you gave me like talking to you tonight, like is giving me a little hope. Cause like for, for you to like be almost like, cause I'm 36 coming up on 40. Right. And so like, for you to be like, I had this weird idea and I ended up writing this like phenomenal narrative of life formed. And I just like showed it to this guy at a comic book shop. And like, like that gives not, not just me, but like that should give a lot of aspiring creatives hope because it's, it, it's never too late. Right. Yeah, it's, totally. You, you can always make something, you can always do something. Uh, and I think it's hard to forget because a lot of people luck out when they're younger. Right. And it's, it's, it's like these, some people do really great things before they're 30 and it's like, wow, like all I, did was like max out my student loans and now i'm fucked forever like <laughs> so you know and, and so anyways that that was really inspiring to hear about and again that's what i like i'm so happy i'm i'm in the position to do stuff like this because when i was in grad school i was a bouncer and worked at a bar and the i missed a lot of the opportunities when we had uh writers and stuff come in and do guest lectures out of town and stuff because i was working nights and i was working weekends and i i didn't uh, you know there were some people whose you know families could pay for them to live in kansas city and right. do this program and my family wasn't like you know my family's very supportive uh but you know we just didn't have money and uh so, but I am, I've gotten to talk to more writers and more creatives in, in like these seven months of doing a podcast than I ever did in a few years of grad school. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and I, I, I know enough about storytelling and, and to like, listen to, I don't know, just to like listen to you guys talk about where you find inspiration and how, you know, like, like when you're just jogging by a fucking sewage field, like that's just gnarly, you know, like it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. And, yeah. and so it's just, it's really interesting to get to talk to you guys. And, um, and, and, and I, again, like super excited to talk to you. Cause, uh, I, this, this thoughtscape comic, like, I really, I think you got like, uh, you, someone should drop a pile of money on you because you got <laughs> you've you've got like gold in your narrative and i i wish if i had that pile of money i, I would i would blake's buzz fund you like instantaneously oh, I, appreciate, I appreciate that for sure. <laughs> no, what um like if if ideally right like if everything went your way yeah. and and 
every these these projects got funded i know you were i know you were thinking four issues initially would you keep it going or or was it like or would you switch to something else like what's your kind of end game for thoughtscape no i think like this i've kind of um because it's so because the concept is so flexible in terms of what kind of stories i can tell um I'm pretty much focused just on Thoughtscape stuff at this point. If Lifeform comes up in terms of being able to do some more of it, um, I will, of course, dive into that. But I pretty much have just been, I've got like a five-year plan for Thoughtscape that a lot of it is outlined already, and it's a lot of different projects. And so it's a lot of different, uh, you know, I've got like a far future space war story. And then I've got like a takes place in the dot com boom, like two man sort of crime story, like, and everything in between. Um, and so I've, I've just been kind of working on that and just working my way through that. And I guess like the ideal for me would just be to be able to do that more often and more frequently. And so um, the, so yeah, I kind of just hope I can keep it going. The issues two through four, like 75% done in terms of the art even. So um, it's mostly, yeah, I mean, like, I guess I don't know the exact page counts and stuff off the top of my head, but yeah, mostly like in that zone. Um, And I've got to start on, uh, or an ar- artist that I'm working with on like a big uh, 20-ish page story for issue five is, you know, we've got the thumbnails done for that. Um, and and I've got another story halfway done for that too, I guess, now that I think about it. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's like, I'm going to keep moving and it'll it's probably a matter of, I mean, it's always mostly a matter of money. So, it's just like, when can I finish those stories up when can i have enough to like uh seed the next stories um but yeah i'm basically just kind of like working through my backlog of ideas or half done scripts and i just try to write a little bit every day before i work and um that you know at the with the the money pace and the writing pace sort of <laughs> equal each other right now so um you know being able to do more of either is awesome but uh yeah, I think that that's the plan is just to kind of dive into this and like it's a rich enough world that like I've you know like I said I think I could write this stuff for another ten years and and be happy. So I think that it's mostly a matter of just trying to like get it done and get it out to folks. But um, yeah, and I've even got um, a writer friend of mine, George Pendle, who um, wrote a book about Jack Parsons, the guy, the rocket scientist and occultist who helped found NASA. Um, Super fascinating book. Anyway, I reached out to George at one point just because I loved his book and which got turned into like a CBS series and stuff. People should check out. It's called Strange Angel. Um, okay. But, but uh, George is going to like um, or has already written um, some of the inside, the back matter and front matter, like the uh, the stuff you were talking about, sort of the in world, like how the thoughtscape works kind of stuff. Um, he's already written some of that stuff and he and I are co-writing some stuff. So, um, so that's super fun. So yeah, I mean, and, um, and you know, he and I are talking about it and we're just like, he's throwing out random ideas and I'm like, okay, like just write that, <laughs> write that down. Cause um, this all sounds awesome. So yeah, I think there's plenty to go forward with there and that's uh, that'll be sort of the plan. Just a matter of how we get it done. I was going to ask, um, you know, cause you're, you're, you have a wealth of, a wealth of artists, uh, yeah. that every, every page is 
maddeningly gorgeous. Uh, and, and, but, but like you're like, we talked about earlier, how you like the control and, and you're, you're the writer, you know? Yeah. Um, have, have, is that, has that crossed your mind to like, open it up like a traditional anthology maybe one day and like have other writers or, or do you want it to kind of stay like your baby? Oh, I no, I mean like in my, in my mega plan, like if I could, you know, if, if I was unlimited, I would definitely like open it up. Um, mm. I think it's, it's mostly, you know, like I, I actually really respect people who work on anthologies where they don't do each story because like, it's, I don't know, like I care about everything so much and not that you wouldn't care about other people's stories, but like, it's just, you know, I'm so invested in it personally that mm. like, it really helps me like see every aspect of it through. So I, I can appreciate, I, you know, if I just handed my story to somebody, I know like, you know, you get all kinds of reactions from folks. So it's, it's somebody who can actually package those up and uh, get them out there. I really respect that. But um, yeah, I mean, I would love to do like, you know, I don't know, my, I've, I've been thinking about comics for my entire life. So it's like, I'm like, Oh, tales from the thoughtscape is, you know, other writers doing their take oh, on things. And like, yeah, you okay. could just run alongside, right? Like, I mean, the cool part about anthologies and short stories and everything, and especially like uh, whatever, and anything goes kind of format, like, thoughtscape like it could it could be anything right like it's got it just seems to have like maybe some kind of tech tech connection mm -hmm. but it can be you know fire could be the tech right like i mean it's it, anything that like speaks to the overall and even if it doesn't i don't know i'm pretty flexible so um <laughs> yeah as long as it looks good um and makes good comics uh i would totally be down for that so um we'll see it's it's hard you know like it's just so many uh yeah, I was I was thinking today how like the just the process of getting a book out and like while it feels like it's been a long time since the Kickstarter and and has it's been about a year and getting the book printed, um, it's still like the I don't know the time of it all. It's like it's the book still feels sort of new and then but it's been a year and it's like so it's it's getting like it'd be nice to be on a path right where you were like really actually doing one thing a quarter or something and getting it out there and having it show up and getting into some kind of flow state with it. Um, yeah. Like that's, what's cool about writing, right. Is like when it's just like, you're just flowing with it and it'd be nice to be that way with the production too. Um, but it makes it hard to imagine uh, having Thoughtscape running and then having another thing running. And um, I would love it, but uh, it, it does seem like um, probably, probably a ways off, but I think, I think it'd be a blast. I mean, like when it, I love, um, I don't know if you saw it. Did did you see the behind the scenes PDF thing um, for Thoughtscape? I don't think so. No. Okay. Like we had, um, I'll send, I'll send it to you. But we uh, a guy that I met at uh, artist that I met at Emerald City a couple years ago um, did a corner box uh, design. Use so he interpreted interpreted all the characters in the first issue. Not all of them, like five or six characters from the first issue of Thoughtscape. He interpreted in a very like Marvel old school Marvel corner box style, including like uh, the cover image, the woman with the boxes and oh, the eyes cool. on the head, and um, and it was just super cool. So like, see anytime you can see those interpretations of like. Uh, you know, what does it look like if so-and-so draws um, Odessa from Thoughtscape 2319 instead of Dave? Oh, that's interesting. And like, how could we mix that up? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like infinite possibilities, right? So um, I'm, I'm totally down for that. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I should send, I got to send you uh, links to a couple uh, like Cleos that other artists have drawn to. I think those, uh, you might dig some of that. Um, nice. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would definitely nerd out over that. Yeah. I do have a question. Like you're, I am always impressed with, with anthology work because a comic script is limiting anyway, right? Like even, even a 22 page comic book script is as a, as a writer, you know, comparing it to like traditional prose, you don't have, you have very limited words. And you have to you have to think about your scenes a lot and, and you know, work with your artists to kind of use like a physical aspect right in, in the art to tell the yeah. story. That's not yeah. just your words. Right. So it's you you tell the story differently. And and then in anthology work, uh, you you cut you cut your pages into like quarters. Right. Like yeah. it, you you go from like 22 to six or eight, maybe, you know, and yep. uh, and like. And, and you and you have to tell a story you have to uh you know you you, you have to build an arc right in, in that even shorter amount of time and and to see like so many creatives like nail that right like this six page deal that like hits you in the guts right and you're like whoa yeah. uh and and thoughtscape does that and it's it's crazy that like i know you have wonderful artists helping you but like you're just like writing these like these these little chunks of like cosmic nuance no, it's, I, I have like a hard time like saying like how good it is but it is like i i don't even have the words to express like how like incredible like these little snippets of of craziness are right and like and to like when you're doing that now and and going looking at like cleo and alex and life formed where yeah. you had like there's a little just over 400 pages of that that you've that are out now right that you yeah. that, are, that you made and, and like what uh is that hard it, or or is, is is your brain kind of like evolving to that now and you're like you're kind of like we talked about getting in that zone right yeah. and is that like this new format like is that are you kind of like falling into this new mold where you just like drop these like six page bangers and just drop the fucking mic and walk away. Like <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely took me a while. Like I, I am not by nature as you, as some of my rambling tonight has probably uh, indicated, but like, I'm, I'm pretty verbose. Like it was, um, if anything, like if Cassie was like, give me 300 pages in volume one of life formed, I could have easily done it. Right. So I pairing back has always been tough. Um, and I think like, I pretty, I feel like I pretty much owe it to when I was, when I decided I was going to go from like developing pitches and um, stuff to doing short stories uh, after that second life form volume came out. Um, it was right around the time that I uh, came across the twilight zone on whatever service I was streamed it from. Um, and I, you know, everybody, everybody, you you know, from JJ Abrams to Spielberg, right. As a twilight zone person. Mm -hmm. Um, but I never really engaged it. And I just like dove into that hard. I watched some outer limits and stuff. And, um, but it was really like twilight zone that helped me like crack the, uh, the code on the short story. Um, and, and Thoughtscape owes a great deal to the Twilight Zone um, in many ways. But, like, it's uh, – that really helped me, like, figure out the format. And then once I got into it, I was like, oh, this is super cool, right? Like, because you can do – you could do two pages. Like, I've got a two-pager in my head that I at some point I will get to. Um, it's just like you just it, – it, I think it really helps you see stuff in, like, um, cool ways. And then you're kind of working with, like, that – 
uh, working under constraints, right? Like you, you can almost be more creative when you're working under a constraint than when it's like write a 1200 page, write infinite mm. jest or something, right? Like, <laughs> it's, you know, like if you, if you've only got four pages or five pages, like, um, you have to really figure stuff out and, uh, yeah, it just, it got to be like kind of a fun game to like, to just think about, okay, well, I've got this story, seven pages, this one, seven pages, that gives me another five pages. What can I, you know, what can I pull off in there? So, um, yeah, I would say it kind of like entered my consciousness and now like, uh, I still think about both, like, but, uh, playing with format and like, you know, discovering awesome, like old EC comics and reading those stories and like seeing how short stories translate in comics, not just TV, all that stuff. Like, um, I don't know. Like I got really jazzed about just like trying it all. Right. Like I want to try like the, you know, giant cosmic meta Baron space opera. And then I also want to try like the two or three page EC horror story. And it's it like <laughs> trying to like uh, fit, fit yourself and your thinking into those different buckets, like makes it, makes it feel like a good creative exercise in a way that's really inspiring to me. So um, it's uh, it was definitely a challenge, but then when I got it, um, I really, uh, I really tuned into it. And then like, I realized not even that long ago, like after I'd written a bunch of them and I kind of saw what I was doing with everything, I was like, Oh, this is like, this is Martian Chronicles, right? Like, it's like, uh, it's like Bradbury. Like it's, it's just like, these are all, all those stories are loosely connected. And that's like the first, that when I was a teenager and I was not a great reader, um, except of comics. Uh, and I read Martian Chronicles. I was just like, Oh, this, this is totally, um, my jam and so like it it all made sense to me as like even an extension of that so um yeah it's uh it's fun i would definitely recommend it and everybody tells you to start when you make comics everybody tells you to start with short stories anyway i just ignored that because yeah. I, I thought i knew better but um <laughs> instead i just lucked out and wrote 400 pages but uh, <laughs> Yes, they were they were a really good four hundred pages though. I, it's good. I read those, so it it rem so I'm I just fell into like manga, and and like, <laughs> like I'm just spending wild amounts of money on it, and like it, you it's a little cheaper than like comics mm -hmm. in, in yeah. a sense. Yep. Uh, so so you're like you don't think about it as being expensive till you're like oh I just ordered like fourteen <laughs> volumes of yeah. Kaizen. <laughs> Oops, um, but it's. I love the way it moves. Like it's so, it's so visual and it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a train on the tracks, right? You can't stop mm -hmm. it. It just yeah. pulls you. And that's how I read like life formed reminded me a lot of, of manga. It was just like, it was this ride that it propels you and you can't stop. Cool. Uh, and, and a lot of Cassie's action scenes, like there, there are some solid action se sequences where there's no words or maybe like a, a weird alien text symbol. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, but it's, it's just, it's action and it's, it's, it's shovel swinging madness. I love that that shovel, they, they have a fucking <laughs> rocket launcher. They got grenades. They got Molotov cocktails. The shovel like remains as like yes. the go-to that, that just, uh, I love that. Um, nice. but it, it, it has that like, it has that that speed but also the connection of the characters is what also propels you know it's like yeah. i had a very hard time putting those books down when i started them and then like as soon as i finished volume one i was it was like oh thank god i got volume two because <laughs> wow like i do not want to wait for that um so that that kind of reminded that that propulsion uh was was really was just there and yeah. and i see that 
in in Thoughtscape, but Thoughtscape is a little different because it's you have to be careful not to read it too fast, almost because it's it's quite heady and it yeah. has a lot of commentary. Uh, but you also like want to experience the art, right? So it's like. It, it was interesting because I wanted to turn the pages faster. And then like my mind was like, no, but wait. Um, <laughs> and so I always heard that like, you know, great sci-fi is, is, uh, is like making the normative alien, right? Like it, it's your, you want to like create this like universality to connect your audience, but you have to create that in this, like in, in this alien aspect and this, this ab humanness. And you're real uh, going back to like me kissing your ass. You're really good at that too, <laughs> just like uh, the the father daughter mechanic that is to is wildly different than anything that I've ever read or seen in a TV show. Right? He's not he's not her father, but he is, and and that the the way memory like the the snippets of memory that he gets and and, yeah, and yeah. the struggle that they both go through because of that, you know, and uh, it, it, it's like a play on like the you know is a clone human or, or you yeah. know like is or if you can like reprint somebody and download your memories like are you still that person and so that and, and i like how that's how thoughtscape kicks off is is this idea of like you have turned memory into like uh like almost like a commerce or so you know like yeah. a, like a, it's it's like it, it's like memory bitcoin right almost you know like yeah, it's, totally. and yeah. uh and 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 then uh and then the idea of like you know the 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 dolls and and the imaginary friend and the orphans and like and the the twist with that and uh the i don't know your your mind has like a really good knack for like finding a, a, this like this almost cliche bit of normalcy right and then just like just turning it into like a ferocious nail and beating it into our head. Cool. And, 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 you know, and then like that nail is covered in rust and then we're, <laughs> it like spreads through. <laughs> Poisons uh, you. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it, it's, but it's so cool. Like, you know, like they, they say that's signs of a great writer, right? You turn it, take a, take a cliche and, and make it your own and make it new. Uh, and, and again, like, you know, these, these, there's been so much done in, in sci-fi, right? There's the, the great minds yeah. of sci-fi have been writing these stories forever. And, and, and so it's like, it's, you know, some stuff to, to you gotta like, you gotta take a risk, right. And be like, well, I'm going to try this, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm glad you're taking the risks, man. And, and I, I just like, I really hope that like more people ex experience your work. This, the, the heartbreaking aspect of like dealing with, the people that I do is, is just like when we talked about life formed and, and I know people bought life formed off the shelf and they were like, Whoa, this is so cool. And then you were like, well, when it came out with dark horse, like no one talked about it. And that like, that like made me sad. And, and I was just, I was just like, how, like, it's just, and it happens and it happens in everything, you know, and yeah. uh, music, art, literature, you know, there's, there's so much all the time. Right. And you can't experience everything, but it, it's just, it, it's uh it's 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 exciting to watch you guys like fight for for the attention and the spotlight yeah. but it's all it's also a bummer because you know like i wish that spotlight was easier to get for the people that deserve it there's a lot of assholes in this field 
and and that you know on and on the dark side of the of the comics right, twitter right. and stuff you know and it's and there's there's so much hate and nitpicky especially in sci-fi like sci-fi nerds are just nasty like i yeah. <laughs> i'm like scared to tell people i like star wars anymore it's just right. like it, it'll like tumble down a rabbit hole of like why you're wrong and stupid and yeah. like i try to like stay away from stuff like that but so you're i mean so you're you're just in a you're in a, you're in a sci-fi field full of a very picky audience and 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 you're crowdfunding at that and 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 you're telling these like really like intricate and crazy stories and like i just and and now you've had to you've had to like jump ships to like a new publishing platform and it's just like i want to like scream at the cosmic <laughs> gods be like give matt a fucking break like get this like damn like how how do you compete against that as 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 people that like uh, that that struggle and like when you when you when you work and you have a family and your time's limited and your and your your mind body and soul are, co- are continuously pulled in uh, amalgam you know a, a myriad of, of directions like yeah how do you how do you how do you focus and find time to write and like what what propels you to keep trying other than watching the twilight zone which i will be <laughs> binging and yes. if i don't turn into a wonderful writer i'll find you <laughs> but, uh, i mean yeah, I, like how do you yeah. deal with that struggle of like life and work and family and and stress and i mean i guess like one thing is i definitely deal with stress i don't and i i wish i could relax more truly i don't mean this as some kind of humble brag thing i deal with stress by doing more like that's Mm -hmm. like any time so i think that's why i've written so much in the pandemic too is just like that's my processing mechanism um and so i think like I'm, I'm most of the time, um, it's changing a little bit as I get older, but I'm still pretty good running on like not a ton of sleep. And so when I, and I decided this, when I like decided I was going to work on the life form stuff or some, some stuff actually I wrote before that, even when I was going to decide I was going to go for it. Like I just get up and make sure I get an hour of work in and or hour of writing in before I do whatever work I need to do. Um, and like, just like I, with me, the more discipline I add up to a certain point, of course, the, the more productive I am and the better I feel. So, um, it's sort of, is a balm to me when things are uh, not great to be able to write. And I also think that that makes the comics thing. Okay. Because, well, it would, well, of course, like, and it's, it's amazing to hear uh, how much stuff affects people um, as you've been describing. That's awesome. But at the same time, like I would probably be doing this stuff if nobody was going to read it. And so it's, that makes it okay. I guess like if, like if, (laughs) if not many people do, or if a few people do and they really love it, like that's just as valuable as um, on an emotional level as, uh, you know, um, well, maybe not as funny, but it's very valuable. And, uh, and it really, um, like, so that's enough, I guess for me, like the, the actual process. And I think I hit this point, like a few years in, like, I think I was done with life form when I got to the point where the process of writing became just something I need to do. And it, um, I remember hearing like Greg Rucka talk about this, you know, 20 years ago, probably, but like you just, you write because you can't not write. Mm. And that's, I, I eventually hit that point and now like, I can't not do it. Right. And now if like, if some idea hits me and it's Saturday and like, I was going to like, 
read a bunch of comics or read a book, but I want to just get this thing out. That's what I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to do that until it's out. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so I mean like that, those things coming together like that, it makes kind of the struggle of it, like, you know, sort of ancillary to the doing of it. So like it's, um, and the doing of it's so rewarding that, uh, you know, up to a certain point, at least you're like, okay, with the struggle part. So um, I also think like, comics especially and like i was in bands for years and we put out music nobody cared about and you know nobody heard uh but like comics especially is like littered with like one-off awesome things that never got a second issue or like just random shit that like i i picked up as a kid and i was like this is amazing i don't know if there was ever another issue of this like i didn't <laughs> like uh i just got it at a con or like i picked it up um you know during the black and white indie explosion or something picked up some book that i thought was amazing and nobody ever put out a second issue of it so um to me there's a little bit of like a comfort in being like part of the if if i end up as just like some weird footnote in the strange history of comics okay <laughs> like that's cool like i had you know like i have my day job i've got my like career career so like um that's good i guess that's good enough for me uh, like uh knowing that there's a few people out there that were as affected by <laughs> who i formed as i was affected writing it or that loved somebody's art i mean if somebody goes and backs lady mayhem because they saw carl's art in thoughtscape that's like mission accomplished um so i think that um that's you know there's all sorts of like little rewards along the way especially when you've got collaborators um and those collaborators are awesome and are are gonna do stuff too and you know like some of us will make it through right like um to the to the real thing and get a bigger audience and um uh so yeah i guess uh i it, to me it's just like just make the thing and like if people show up they show up but i've been making stuff that people hadn't shown up for for 30 years so <laughs> i can i can deal um is it is it kind of trippy to like now like especially with like uh life form being kind of re-released and and I know, like, I know, especially, well, I know, cause you told me like it, it wasn't talked about initially, mm. but with, you know, S Scout has a good repertoire with, 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 with purchasers anyway, like, you know, people right. like it, um, especially cause it's, they're still, they're getting better at like being more wild, widely in store and distributed, but kind of initially like scout struggled with that like yeah. some shops wouldn't get the stuff or would get them like way late when things weren't you know as hot or new anymore and to like have that come out and and you know you're like people are talking about this book again that that has been quiet for so long yeah. like what's like is that is that cool like I feel like that it's like a split, right? Like you're excited about it, but you're also like, like if me anyway, I'd be like, why the fuck didn't you talk about it two years ago? Like, you know, or like, or three yeah. years ago or when this came out, like where, where were you then? You know? <laughs> I mean, the biggest downside is like, I just wish we were further along with it. Like mm -hmm. that's the, um, cause <laughs> I do think there's like an absurdity to thinking that I'm going to be like, 60 if you know would i be 60 like still writing cleo you know like um in you know uh, if we get to volume four or something you know so that feels a little that part feels a little weird um i mean yeah i guess i guess to a degree it's weird i feel like 
I've just seen so many, like there's, you know, so much of the stuff I love, like, I don't know. Are you familiar with Copra at all? Um, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm about to drop into like a Fife. Like I, I just got all six volumes. Like I'm oh, getting ready. I'm getting yeah. ready for a okay. deep dive. <laughs> Sweet. Like that's the greatest thing ever in my opinion, or at least of the current modern era. And like, and he's, you know, like he's, he does his thing and he gets to do his thing. And, but like, it's not like he's, uh, you know, experiencing like mass adulation, right? Like mm-hmm. he's, uh, like there's a group of people that love his stuff and will follow it anywhere. And like, um, and I'm definitely one of those people. Uh, <laughs> but like, so that, I don't know, like that type of success, um, really feels like it's what what you're after but like so keeping keeping that in mind like something that amazing like it's like well so life form didn't didn't get as much praise as i would have liked everybody does seem to like it who reads it but it was just sort of was what it was like there's so many comparable things out there where it's just like oh that was amazing how come nobody picked you know yeah uh, whatever the first deadly class not getting a second season of tv or something like there's all sorts of stuff that i could point out in my own life where it's like oh well that was a fucking shame that that thing didn't get whatever but um uh so i just i I try to put like that lens on it and like just be happy that um that especially with that like it's like it's the first thing i wrote and it was i wrote those scenes now like seven or eight years ago like in the first book so like it's it's the fact that it can come out now and people don't feel like it's dated or feel like this is obviously the first thing this guy ever wrote (laughs) you know um no it's the opposite like it's like holy shit this is the first thing you wrote like come out it, it, like it's like when i talked to i interviewed the uh Hazan, david Hazan who, who wrote nottingham and he was like yeah it was my first comic i was like fuck you yeah. like yeah like you guys like it's crazy like it's some of these like first the, these first experiences of like graphic narratives and you guys just like knock it out of the park yeah it's i mean it was i like i do have to give cassie credit on on the first book especially because like i learned a ton from her she was schooled she went to the, you know sequential art school she mm-hmm. knows her stuff um and i learned a ton from uh from just watching her work and sort of like reverse engineering or deconstructing it um and and benefited from the fact that her and i really seem to have like a simpatico relationship in terms nice. of like i can you know there was a lot of stuff where like I wasn't, I wasn't sure I was writing an emotion somebody could convey in the drawing in the way that I was writing it. And she just nailed it. And like that happened over and over or like some of, you know, the, the sequence where uh, Cleo's dad gets killed, Um, you know, like I'd written that as sort of like a movie style script, like not panel breakdowns, not all that stuff. Mm. And like, she just, she like, didn't make me write a panel by panel script. She just took what I wrote and did it. Um, And so like, that's like, that's all her. So, I mean, there's a, like so much of that is, especially the first book, um, is is definitely it's at least a collaboration and definitely leaning on cassie's skills um <laughs> and then you know i i think i picked up a little of my own slack in the second book but um uh yeah um it's uh so it's which is to say that like it's the fact that it comes out and people still think it's good um 
that's i'll just take that as the win right like it's uh if if my first work gets re-released eight years later and people still like it um because they think it's new then i think there's some some good points there so yeah i i didn't even that part didn't even click like thinking about it reading it because it, it does it feels it feels very modern and current and that's cool and it just yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel like something that's that's dated or, or decade old or anything um it I will say that the the weirdness of it, right? Like the idea of like, you know, injecting like uh, some like someone's being into another being, and like and that weird like how your both minds like fight for yeah. like uh, dominance, kind of like that feels very thoughtscape esque of like like what you're doing. Uh, just that yeah. kind of like, are do you think like would you ever throw? like a, sh- uh, a Cleo short into a thoughtscape comic, or would you want to keep those separate? I think, I mean, like, I think I definitely, it's that writer thing of like, you're kind of writing the same story over and over again, just in different, through different lenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like there's definitely shared themes in all these things. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I think I want to keep them separate. Ju- and if for no other nerdy reason, then I've got alien stuff going on in, in Thoughtscape that isn't really conflated in my mind with the life form stuff at all. So okay. like uh, they seem pretty separate. Um, but I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely lots of crossover Um you know, it's basically like, uh, what would you call it? Like doppelgangers and grief and, uh, you know, sci-fi action influenced by Terminator and aliens. Like that's, I mean, that's kind of my, uh, my milieu as, as it were, or however you pronounce that. Um, so yeah. You talked, well, we were, we were talking online before this, uh, cause I'm, I'm reading the Marvel aliens omnibus right now. Oh and yeah. You said, yeah. You were like, that was like so influential and, and you like got excited about it. And you were like, like so much of like what I'm doing with Thoughtscape, like came from these like early dark horse alien comics, um, yes. which is, uh, which I knew you were cool then because <laughs> alien, alien, the movie uh, is a big reason why, like I'm the nerd that I am. My dad mm-hmm. let me watch it at way too young of an age. And yes. I had like screaming nightmares, like thinking that this thing was going to come for me and yep. it like messed me up and I didn't sleep and my mom was furious and so mad at my dad because i was like i was just like a little train wreck for like a week like thinking these aliens and for the longest time like as a child i thought i was i had this terrifying fear of like getting abducted and eaten and dissected by aliens and now i like older me is like i love horror i love sci-fi i i I love when they blend together like everybody says event horizon is a b shitty movie and i'm like that's one of my favorite movies like how dare you like it has everything (laughs) yeah tyrell loves that movie too and and so yeah it's uh so when you when you got excited about that i was like oh that's so cool and and you mentioned um uh you mentioned twilight zone uh what like what what other like um you know i know i know we're i don't want to keep you too much longer because i I know it's getting late but uh like what like what other fun like uh or comics cinema like what what kind of got you like to what birthed your current nerd right right (laughs) i mean i think like the so i got into comics through larry hama's gi joe run in the 80s um and my friends who were into that. And then we dove into X-Men. So those two are like sort of those, the thing that I never escape from, right? Like 
the re I'm pretty sure the reason that I've got in, you know, in life form people's in like campy situation camp like campground style situations sitting around fires and talking about their feelings about fighting or you know it's pretty gi joe based <laughs> um and uh and then x-men is just you know the the claremont stuff when i was a kid which is like whatever issue you know the first issue i picked up i think was like 206 um so that run of genius um those are pretty formative and then those aliens comics uh mark verheiden's wrote those and then he also wrote a series called the american which is a very uh sort of like dark captain america tale um with uh with possibly some doppelgangers in it which is fantastic um and then uh so those were huge and then the question um denny o'neill mm. and dennis cowan's question run um that was like pre-vertigo dc so that's like my early stuff and then um like coming back to it i got into comics i got back into comics through a friend of mine giving me uh, like discovering that i had read comics at some point and he gave me ultimate spider-man um the first oh. like two or three collections of bendis's ultimate spider-man and just the fact like the whole like it takes six issues for peter to get into the costume and that i was just like fascinated by how he'd stretch that out um i love the writing uh and I just was like all in on that. And that was right when my, uh, my daughter was born and like, I would just like have her sleeping on me while I'm just like, just plowing through Ultimate <laughs> Spider-Man Omnibuy. Um, and so that really got me back in uh, big time as far as comics goes. And I'm trying to think like, I'm a huge Remender fan. I'm a huge Tom King fan. Yes. Um, yes yeah. oh yeah see i knew yeah. you were cool this is oh. why this is why i had you on the show <laughs> yeah i mean like he like he's i don't know like every time i think like maybe i'm out he comes up and like human target and i'm just like what? yeah what like i I read, I read human target like kind of i was kind of sleepy but i picked up issues two and three and like just kind of laid on the couch and just read through and like it matched my mood and it matched like the the story just fit and it was like this is some of the greatest stuff I've ever read or like Omega. I'm a huge fan of his Omega men um, run. Mm. Have you read that? I, I just got it. I have the, oh, okay. I just got the big hardcover of it. Yeah. Sweet. Like I, I love a lot. I love most of his stuff. I will say there's some stuff that hasn't clicked with me, but like I went back and reread Omega men and must've been like four or five years in between reads. And I was like, I think this might be my favorite thing of his like it's, and Mr. Miracle is one of my favorite things of all time. So this is yeah. speaking highly. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I love those guys. Um, I, you know, like something is killing the children is one of my favorite books right now. Um, and then like, I just, I'm trying to think like, uh, there's a huge no country for old men influence in the second life form volume. Um, okay. and, uh, in the like alone, unstoppable force coming for Cleo is sort of, uh, I was in my head, I was calling it, you know, no country for young Cleo or something when I was writing <laughs> it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like, I, I guess like the stuff that's fascinated me the most has been things where like the medium is just really used to its 
maximum potential, whatever the medium is. So I think like I rewatch No Country for Old Men like probably once a year. Um, and I feel like that's pretty flawless, but also has like ambiguity to it that you can just think about it over and over again. The second season of Fargo is one of my favorite things ever um, because I feel like it does the same thing, but with TV maximizes that. And then, uh, yeah. And then through, um, you know, through the Coper angle, through the um, cartoonist kayfabe angle, I've started diving hard into just like, I guess nerding out over art and just the like maximizing of the comic medium. And uh and I think that's kind of my new like fascination that is driving a lot of Thoughtscape stuff is just like seeing stuff that I want to try um, mm. and seeing if I can put my personal twist on it. Cause like you said, with sci-fi, it's like every, everything's been done that can be done from a technical perspective. So like when there's no point to doing anything, if it's not going to have your personal stamp on it. So like, yeah. and like I've been reading, a lot of Philip K. Dick lately. Um, and I've read like a lot of Octavia Butler and stuff like some sci-fi that's like not, it's not what you expect from sci-fi necessarily. If where you come to is like I did growing up in the eighties, sci-fi is like a laser gun and, you know, some aliens or some stuff like, <laughs> uh, like trying to like broaden my perspective on that and see how people really apply their, um, their own personality and their own take on things to the same tropes. I and mean, kind of like you were talking about earlier and just see like what happens. Right. Cause like, I don't know, it's comics are too hard uh, to, in my opinion, to make like generic things. Um, mm. Like I, I wouldn't see the point of just, and I've had, and like no shit, of course, no shade on anybody uh, I've, and like, but you, you know, you read some stuff and it's just very generic and I did, there's no, there's nothing that makes it special or, and not even special, but just like personal, like what's, what's this, whoever wrote this, like, what was their stake in this? And if you yeah. can't identify that, then I'm probably not going to be very interested unless the art's like absolutely amazing or something. Um, but most of the stuff that I gravitate to is just like maximizing whatever medium it's in and putting some putting like a spin on it so anything that falls in that zone is kind of where i'm uh where i'm at which even, i think even tracks back to the twilight zone um it's like rod serling had his take and had a bunch of people who helped him communicate his take and who had a similar take and uh it you know is something special that lasts 70 years or whatever so yeah, that's, 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 yeah. When we talked about like dated media, right, and, and how like you're really happy that like your your comic doesn't feel dated. Like, uh, I, I I really like I think about like Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, right? Feels like yeah. it was written yesterday. Um, and then uh, you know the the Twilight Zone is like people still find that you know and yeah. and and watch this like these like crazy like cerebral narratives that like just like shake rattle and roll you like mm -hmm. right you know and, and and leave you like feeling like weird and empty and scared you know like i i it's like terrifying to feel like that sometimes but it's also like it's really like provocative and sexy when like when something like just to be moved like that totally. that's something else like something that someone else created that you are experiencing 
and and to like you know like to feel like they manipulated you in a sense to, but and and some some of you some of y'all do you know like it's a, yeah, a talented yeah. a talented writer can can pave the way to you know lead me into a weirdness right but but you also can't you know like you you can't really always plan on people getting attached to your characters like like you totally. want them to or or vice versa like some one-off character may have like blown someone's mind, you know? And you're like, Oh, I'd like, they were just like, I needed someone to like put this box in the middle of the road. Right. And I wrote <laughs> right. this character right. to put this box in the middle of the road. Uh, so it's just, I just, I love that about art and it, it, it always excites me. Um, but yeah, that's, have you watched any of the new twilight twilight zones that like peel did? I've watched a couple um i haven't heard I, like people are like eh, and so like i haven't I, really like, dived in yeah i so i can't remember totally i only watched a couple but they were longer um than like the original well there's one season of twilight zone or two i can't remember which that are like double size every episode is twice as long as the first two seasons or whatever mm. um and those episodes are generally not as good and i think like format wise when you're I, I don't know i think there's something perfect about the timing of like the 22-ish 25-ish minute episode mm -hmm. and that arc of um a setup and then a twist if you have to wait too long for it, it i don't know like it weirds it out and i think that the peel episodes i watched were a little bit in that um I was going to say zone. That feels bad. But um, <laughs> they were a little bit in that zone. The and, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Zone. And then I also was confused because a few of them were like remakes of pre of old episodes. Oh. And yeah, I don't know. I'm also like a huge sucker for black and white stuff. Like I, I fell in love with, you know, Bogart movies and stuff when I was uh, a teenager. And I have loved that ever since. So there's like a real appeal to me about just the aesthetics of the old show um as well as the content so yeah i'm less like there's you know there's newer outer limits episodes too that or runs that people talk about as being good and i just like for some reason i can really latch into those like old black and white ones because it's just like when they got fucked up back in those days like in the showed you weird stuff it was real weird because like <laughs> it, you know like it was it was just very uh very on the edge so um yeah, I think that uh, I I didn't didn't find that as compelling as the as the early stuff for sure. And it's and it, to like you don't have to. They had to try harder. I feel like in like, oh. modern modern cinema, you know, if if you can, if the writing's not all there or the acting's not all there, you you can dump a whole bunch of money and make yes. it pretty, right? And and the visual spectacle, right? Whereas like in old in older black and white stuff, like the the writing has to be there, the acting has to be there, the 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 structure the you know the the acts have to be like perfectly laid out and there's yeah. it has to be kind of flawless because you yeah. can't you know you you can't cover up stuff like we can now which is kind of a bummer because I, I i love how everybody always gets mad when like you know a, a big director's like oh these superhero movies are ruining everything right. and 
I mean, I like them. Obviously, I'm a big comic book nerd. I think we're oversaturated. You know, yeah. I, I they're not special anymore, which is a bummer. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember like seeing the first Avengers movie and I was like, oh, my God, they're all together. They built this over like <laughs> six years or, you know, and, it, and yeah. now it's like, oh, that's just the thing. Like, I'm going to be I'm going to be like 80 <laughs> going like, you know, like hovering over Disney Plus. Like, right. You know, and and and, and again, like I I'm glad they're there and I I, I I think they're bringing more people into little by little into comics. I think there's still way more people who watch those movies who don't read the books, but I do think it gets a handful of people into shops uh, and and trying some stuff out. But yeah, I, I, I kind of, I'm with you. It's, it's uh, there's something like magical about some of these, like these older shows and and narratives and, and, and like, you know, Philip, Philip K. Dick, who's, who's like, you know, Stephen King, who just like, he was like, I'm going to write a short story and they're going to just keep making movies out of it. Like long after I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, and, and then not even that, like now, like, look at, look at Blade Runner, like Blade Runner has a, or well, do Android's dream of electric sheep turned into Blade yeah. Runner. Blade Runner has sequels. It has animated series. Now it has several comic book series, like all these spinoffs. And it's just like, I, I never would have thought that would happen. Oh, totally. Really? Yeah. Like, so that's just cool. nine in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's, it's cool. Like it. I haven't watched the, the new cartoon network animated. The animation looks really great. I haven't got to watch it yet. Like yeah. I, I have every freaking like between my family, we all share. I know this is probably bad, but we all share. Like I subscribe to some stuff, parents mm-hmm. subscribe to some stuff and we all share. Yeah. And, and so like I have access to like every streaming platform and like cartoon network stuff is like nowhere. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's so weird that like they hide their stuff. I don't get it. Yeah. Either. It's fair. My, my children complain about that as well. <laughs> I don't, us, I don't look at yeah. this 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 36 year old weirdo interviewed me and he also complained about the tv shows that you guys don't have access I watch, to i would watch a lot of cartoon network if i knew where it was <laughs> to be to be clear yeah well it's i've i've kept you almost two hours sir and it it flew by pretty yeah. quick I'm, I'm always nervous uh i've i've gotten so lucky where i have not had an interview where you guys are boring uh That's you know good. and and, it, and, and and but i mean like you're you're funny you're wildly interesting you're wildly talented this was awesome i'm, I'm really stoked uh, hopefully we can we can super zoop you uh yeah that'd be great <laughs> i could i'm like i'm just gonna start getting out on the internet and tell people like if, if you want blake's buzz to buzz like you need to back these comic books that i want yeah so that i get them uh again again this was super awesome uh being that i am a, a gracious polite wonderful podcast host that i am uh matt where where's the best places to find you on the internets to to keep track of you and and keep track of your new projects and, and where to get your comics and stuff like that yeah um i am matt with uh, m-a-t-t-m-l-p-d-x like the portland airport um on twitter and instagram so matt m-l-p-d-x and you can find, I guess you can go to zoop.gg, um, gamma gamma, uh, which is, uh, the zoop website where thoughtscape is running right now. And let's see where else, um, you can just go to thoughtscapecomics.com and that's my, that'll direct you to my website. Um, so uh, if you find this after the campaign, um, chances are I will have a few copies, at least of most stuff that you could pick up there. And I think that's about it. Yeah. So oh, you're, you your fucking Substack. Oh, I'm such a... Oh, Substack. Thank you. <laughs> you have, you oh, have a really you. cool yeah. Substack. Should... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we should pull that. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, oh, well, shit. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, I got I to remember the address. Okay. That's just mattmlpdx.substack.com. So, and you have paid um, tiers and, and just like newsletter tiers. Right? Yeah. I've got like the, yeah. And I'm trying to do more paid stuff. Um, it's a little tough when the campaign's running too to do mm. a lot, but I, especially as like anytime I have art in process, even to share, I will try to share it along with like a script page. So if, if you happen to be a person trying to or figuring out how to write comics, if if you think I know what I'm doing, you can see some script pages <laughs> and some process art there. Um, always worth it in my mind, just for the process art uh, stuff. Um, and then my, I guess, musings on lots of different stuff. Um, so yeah, that's been fun. Um, and that's, I try to do that weekly. Um, I think I've kind of been dropping a paid tier thing every other week maybe or that's my ultimate plan and i will be no matter what happens with the zoop um as i mentioned that stuff george pendle and i have been co-writing for thoughtscape um it's going to be called life tech confidential uh which will be sort of like a if you imagine the back pages of Watchmen, where they had like kind of the text content and the like um, epistolary style stuff where it's like yeah. press, re press releases and stuff, we're going to basically tell the story of the creation of Life Tech, which is the company that runs the Thoughtscape and harvests all our thoughts and everything. Um, we're going to tell that through a series of releases done in that manner um, with, uh, with some art um, hopefully by a variety of folks, maybe, or all just by Dave Law, if we can afford it, we'll see. Um, but that's shaping up to be fun. And George is like, uh, George is brilliant times five um, and super funny um, and adding like tons of cool stuff to uh, the base of my Thoughtscape ideas. So um, that'll be on the paid tier at some point. So very cool. Yes. Well, right. ladies and gentlemen, you have heard it. Uh, follow this man on Twitter. Go to Zoop. Uh, like double, get get your mouse clicker fingers ready. Go to Zoop. Back this guy's kick or back this guy's campaign. Uh, the digital tiers are affordable, but I will tell you that these are just. It's a very beautifully constructed comic book, and it's something that you should get and hold in your hands. Uh, it's it's worth the price of admission. He's got uh, these two volumes of life form that you can add on, which I can't praise enough. I think you heard me gush about him for about an hour and a half now. Uh, fully recommend that. And, you know, like don't let the all ages thing hang you up. You can be old. You can be young. You can be in between. You could be an ethereal thing floating about the etherverse and still enjoy these comics um matt you in my opinion you are one of the top sci-fi writers out right now and that is no bullshit i believe well, thanks, that man. thank you for coming on my show and making me sound cooler for a couple hours i awesome. appreciate it you're quite welcome thanks for having me and uh i hope everybody uh checks out lifeform and thoughtscape and enjoys them hopefully we can we can get you get uh get your comics out there to a few people yeah. if, if not i'm so sorry that's right. <laughs> I'm so it's sorry your, you had it's to, all your fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually the one who told Kickstarter to go to go right. <laughs> to Bitcoin. It's all your plan. Yeah. Damn it. Like out here in my parents' garage, like <laughs> masterminding the, the Bitcoin yes. controversy. <laughs> oh God. I wish it was that. If that if it was that, I'd just go back. That'd You'd be stay a... on Kickstarter. <laughs> 
it's all Blake's conspiracy. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Well, thank you, ton. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. This was fun, man. Good luck with yeah. everything. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that, uh, see the future uh, Substack stuff because that sounds very cool. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. 